Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. What's up, Out of Bounds Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Come with us, Out of Bounds, as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports. We have a great show ahead, so let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Harrison. Today I come to you all with a heavy heart in reference to the untimely passing of Jacqueline Cruz, mother of NBA superstar Carl Anthony Towns. Topics today will include this breaking news as well as where we are as a country since coronavirus has swept the nation in such a deadly, impactful way. With that being said, let's begin the first topic. Alright. What's up, guys? Just something to update you on my life. Uh, just can't sleep. I'm just trying to uh, do this video. You know, I think it's important that everyone understands the severity of um, what's happening in the world right now with this coronavirus. And I think what my, where my life is right now could uh, help. So I decided to um, do this video and, uh, you know, just give you an update of where I'm at. So I was, I was told early last week my, my, my parents weren't feeling well. My first reaction to her was to go seek medical attention immediately. Uh, there's no reason to wait, you know, just go to the nearest hospital. And um, after a couple of days of not getting um, and showing any signs of improvement, um, I, I was very adamant on the first day to go to a hospital and, uh, you know, seek further evaluation. Specifically, me and my sister, I told her she needs to get checked for corona. I don't think anyone really understood what it was. You know, with a uh, uh, deteriorating condition. And, um, you know, so sweet. She kept getting worse. She kept getting worse. And um, the hospital was doing everything they can. I was doing everything I could. Um, still am. And, um, uh, she just wasn't getting better. Her fever was never cutting from 103, maybe go down to 101.9 with off with the meds, and then immediately spiked back up during the night. She was uh, very uncomfortable. Uh, her lungs were getting worse. Her cough was getting worse. 
she was deteriorating. She was deteriorating from her eyes. We always felt that the next medicine would help. The next one would help. This is the one that's going to get it done. This mixture is going to get it done. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, they released my dad with uh, quarantine, mandated quarantine, be at the house. He stood at the house for, uh, you know, he's still there today. Um, but my mom wasn't allowed to leave. Uh, both of them had got tests. Both of them didn't get the results, you know, for a long time. And um, we all assumed my mom had uh, COVID-19 um, due to just the, the, the symptoms she was exhibiting. And she was deteriorating daily. And the uh, day that she was feeling great, um, we talked and she felt she turned the corner. I felt she was turning the corner. I knew there was more days to come, but, you know, I felt that we were going heading in the right direction. And they said that, you know, she went sideways and things that went sideways quick. And her lungs were extremely getting worse. And she was having trouble breathing. And, um, you know, they, they were just explaining to me that she had to be put on a ventilator. Um, you know, and she was getting she was getting worse, and she was confused by everything. And I'm trying to talk to her about everything, and you know, encourage and stay positive, and you know, just talk through everything with her. I talked to her before she went there. Told her I loved her every day. I always told her how much I love her. Um, she was telling me things that I didn't want to hear, so. Um, I dismissed some things she was saying because it wasn't something I want to hear. Um, it came to a point where, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. It's been very difficult for me and my family, to say the least. She's the head of our household. She's the boss. She's been in a, in a, in a medically induced coma. Um, since that day, I haven't talked to her. haven't been able to obviously communicate with her. I've just been getting updates on her condition. It's, it's, it's rough. And, you know, uh, day by day, we're just seeing how it goes. And we're being positive. I'm being very positive. So I'm just uh, keeping the strength up for everybody and my family to only make this video so that people understand that the severity of this disease is, is real. This disease needs to not be taken lightly. Please protect your families, your your your, your loved ones, your, your friends, yourself. Practice social distancing. Please don't be in places with a lot of people. Just hide your chances of getting this disease, and this disease is not. It's deadly. It's deadly, and um, we're gonna keep fighting on my side. My me and my family are gonna keep fighting this. We're gonna beat it. We're gonna win. Um, I hope my story helps. I hope my my story gives you. Um, the correct information, you know. Send so my love to all your families. Um, praying for every single one of you guys. Keep everyone in my thoughts and my prayers. And uh, life may keep throwing punches at me, but I'm gonna keep getting back up. And I ain't gonna quit at any time. And neither will my whole family. Will and neither will my mother. So Dominican women are strong. I know they are. My mother, the strongest woman I know, and I know she'll beat this. We're gonna, we're gonna rejoice when she does. Um, love you guys. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. As previously stated in the introduction to this show today, I have a heavy heart and I have a lot of things on my mind. 
you know, in reference to this breaking news that I received, I want to share a story, a personal story that, you know, kind of started this whole thought process today. Every week, as long as I can remember, I will go to my mother's house, my own mother's house, to pick up her trash. And I would pick it up and, and dump it. And since, you know, this coronavirus thing has been going on, I haven't been getting over there as frequently as I normally would used to. And the reason why, because I, I don't want to, you know, expose my own mother to anything, you know, outside of her home, you know, I was reading about, uh, you know, some people maybe walk around with the virus and not even know it, not even exhibit any of the symptoms. So she called me today because I hadn't been over there in a while. And she wanted me to, you know, see, she wanted to know when I was going to be able to come pick up the trash. And, you know, I explained to her, I finally got a set of gloves and, a mask, so I will be over there today. Mind you, I had already heard a story in reference to Jacqueline Cruz. But from my understanding, I, I, I knew that Carl Anthony's father had the virus as well, but he made a full recovery. So I really didn't follow the story anymore after I heard about the father getting the full recovery because they never really spoke about the mother um, as often. I did look at the video, you know, with Carl Anthony kind of pleading with everyone to kind of take this things a little bit more seriously because the impact that it was having on his family and, and things like that. He was visibly upset and afraid and, but he was very um, optimistic and, you know, you still not thinking that, you know, his mother would, was so as far off as she was because they didn't really report anything after they, you know, diagnosed it. They, they had it. I didn't really hear anything else after that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to the story with my mother. So I arrive at her house. You know, I got my, my mask. I got my gloves and everything else. Also, I had just dropped off of my, my young daughter, you know, and that's another story in itself, so I won't get into too much on that. But, you know, she's five years old, and she's, you know, visibly, you know, scared, doesn't know what's going on, don't have a lot of information. She just knows she's not at school. But I want to get back to the story with my mother. So I get over there, and I, you know, get the trash like I would normally do. But, you know, I'm just making sure I'm being mindful of not touching too many things and not being, you know, or not exposing my mother to so many, to too many things. Because, you know, that, you know, just thinking about this virus and how it's impacting certain people's lives. And, you know, I just just couldn't imagine, you know, I don't even want to think about anything like that. But when I got the news about Carl Anthony, Ironically, it was when I left my mother's house. 
And it took the wind right out of me. I was reading the story as I was driving off from my mother's house. I still had the trash in my trunk. And I just kind of froze because Carl Anthony Towns is an NBA superstar. I'm just an average person and work, work a regular job. So the point I'm trying to make is why we don't care who you are. Don't care about how much money you make. Don't care about your social status. Doesn't have a face. That's the scary part. I've read several articles. One article that stuck out to me. I want to read some of the statements on that article. It's reported that Carl Anthony Towns' mother, Jacqueline Towns, had passed away due to the complications of COVID-19. The Minnesota Timberwolves announced in a statement from the Towns family, she was only 59 years old. Just like any family in a situation like this, they're heartbroken. It's an untimely passing. The statement also reads to Jackie, as she was affectionately known among family and friends, had been battling the virus for more than a month when she succumbed to the complications today. Jackie was many things to many people, a wife, a mother, a daughter, a grandmother, a sister, an aunt, a friend. She was the matriarch of the town's family. She was an incredible source of strength, a fiery, caring, and extremely loving person. Touched everyone she met. Her passion was palpable, and her energy will never be replaced. The town's family is extremely grateful of the outpouring of love and support they received during this difficult time. They would like to especially thank the medical warriors at Penn State Presbyterian Medical Center and JFK Medical Center who fought for Jackie day in and day out. They also helped Carl Sr. recover as well from the virus that took Jackie's life. His family is devastated. It's a tremendous loss of life. And I just, like I said, just can't imagine how they, how this family is going to be able to cope moving forward. You know, I just had an interview Saturday with a Timberwolves fan, and we was talking about, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and just his overall physicality and his demeanor to the game. If he decides to continue his career after this, hats off to him. I couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't, you know, I, I've, I've seen like videos and how close, you know, he was to his mother. And, you know, just think about it. I don't care if, 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 if you have a really, like, a really not-so-good mother and really wasn't there for you. I mean, that's your mother at the end of the day. Regardless of what your relationship is, if anything, you know, it was the happy push come to shove, 
you know, you're going to, you know, feel, you know, a certain type of way if anything was to happen to your mother. I mean, this is a mother and person responsible for bringing you into this world. You know, to to lose her the way he did, basketball is probably the last thing on his mind. Like I said, if he comes back, he has all my respect in the world. That's the most difficult thing. And it shows a lot of strength and character to be able to bounce back from something like this. This virus doesn't, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't have a face. It doesn't care who you are. You know, just like when it was first reported and, you know, whenever they shut down the NBA, that's when it's kind of like start opening my eyes. You know, my wife would, you know, tell me certain things about certain cases that were, and I would, you know, I would blow it off. I wouldn't even really, you know, pay too much attention to it because the virus haven't even, you know, hit our mainlands yet. I really wasn't even, you know, privy to it at all. My thing is when they shut down the NBA after Rudy Gobert tested positive for it, kind of changed my demeanor after that. I had a story in one of my other podcasts about my grocery store visit. I had another visit to the store. And just like the previous time I went to Target today because my wife had sent me out to go get some hand sanitizer because they had restocked. And I was slow poking around this morning, getting my daughter up to get dressed and things like that, which is a very big task for me. And I've been, you know, adopting a lot of tasks since I haven't been able to go back to work yet. But once we got out, I made one stop, went to Target. The lady at the, that was back filling the the items back there. Nope, we're out. All the hand sanitizer was gone. My wife just previously sent me a text message, a screenshot that they had some. And just like that, they were out again. Almost everybody in the store had on masks, some form of gloves. It's a very, very interesting time that we're living in right now. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really anxious to see what the end game is going to be. Yeah, you have cases being reported left and right, deaths reported left and right, what's the end game going to be? There's no vaccination. We still don't have 100% concrete evidence of how you get it. It's a lot of uncertainty. And just like like they've been saying, you know, if you're going to go out, make sure it's a necessary trip because walking out your door in these days and times that we're living in could very much so be life and death situation. You literally could be in a life and death situation walking in and out of your house. Pay attention to all the guidelines, state mandates that you, whatever state you live in, whatever those restrictions are, adhere to them. I just got a mask the other day for my wife. 
little background behind that. Every morning since I've been off of work, I've made it my business to make sure that regardless of what time it is, I get up and make sure I walk up to our car. It's like an everyday thing. You know, and I've been staying up late at night, you know, cramming ideas for this podcast and trying to get it off the ground and try to, you know, keep my mind focused on something productive. So I'm up two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes. So whenever she leaves and go to work, it's about nine o'clock. And I get up, make sure I walk into the car. But one particular morning, I walk into the car. She hands me the, um, I believe it's the N95 mask. Because I remember, remember the story I told y'all back in a few episodes before, if you missed it, go check that episode out, the Love and Basketball one. But she would always stick a bottle of hand sanitizer in my face. And this time she stuck a, a mask in my face, this time here. Like, here's a mask. And um, you know, I put it on for the first time. I couldn't breathe in that thing. So whenever you get this mask, if you don't have one, you know, just make sure you have it on, you know, and you can breathe because, man, it that thing is intense, but it's protecting you from, you know, anything that, you know, may be entering in airborne. You know, make sure you have it on if you, you know, going into general public. One thing I will tell you about the mask situation, you know, make sure... Make sure that you have the proper mask. I was looking at um, Instagram the other day, and they had some kind of Kenny Smith challenge. And basically, Kenny Smith had on a mask and a match. And he lit the match and blew the fire. But as he was blowing the fire with the mask on, he was not blowing out the fire while he had the mask on. That's a good mask. So that's how you test your mask, by doing the Kenny Smith challenge. So just make sure you have the proper mask. Also, little thing about the gloves. The gloves, if you're using gloves, make sure you're disposing the gloves after you're done with them. Don't be using the gloves different stops. So say, for instance, you go to the grocery store and you have these gloves on, you get into the car, you get out of the car with the gloves, get back in the car with the gloves. You have every germ being tracked on these gloves. So the gloves essentially become your hands. So you want to be mindful of disposing them when you're done with them and not transferring to from place to place. At the end of the day, washing your hands is the rule of thumb. Wash it for about 20 seconds. Get some, if you got some hand sanitizer, whatever the case may be, but make sure you're throwing those gloves away after each stop. And you know, just to end the show, I'm a big history buff. 
I had looked up, you know, different thing, different outbreaks, you know, in the world. And for instance, I looked up one particular pandemic that happened in the 17th century. Um, it was the bubonic plague. And this plague was pretty much an infectious disease that was spread by fleas. And, you know, during that first year, they had about 650 cases that was reported in that first, in that first year. And then they had 10%, they had a 10% mortality rate, you know, and 30 to 90%, you know, went untreated. So, you know, they, you know, pretty much passed away. But, you know, this was a really, really, you know, fierce pandemic then as well. And I just, you know, like I said, I'm a history buff because, you know, I'm 33. I've never seen nothing like this before. And it'd be something that, you know, you'll be able to, you know, tell your grandkids about, you know, if you have children, you'll be able to kind of educate them. And it's, it's going to be... um very interesting to see how this thing plays out, but it's just going to change everything, everything that we've ever known, everything that we've ever done. It's going to definitely change the our, our whole entire culture and way of life. I want to end the show on that note. You know, just like any other show, if you found any value in this show, I am on iTunes at Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe, rate that platform as well. Um, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. I just created a YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out as well. I'm going to start uploading content on there, some video content. So this podcast and YouTube is kind of getting me out of my comfort zone. So um, a lot of people that know me is going to see a different side of me, you know, kind of, you know, a little bit more inside of what I do on a daily basis, you know, and as I get different sports related topics, I update y'all on the sports, but it's not a lot going on sports wide right now. It's kind of like a sports desert. So um, that's all I have for the night out of bounds and we'll see you on the next episode. I will be definitely posting and sending out that information whenever we back on the air again. So you have a wonderful night and stay safe. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen Social Security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Identity theft protection starts here.